Our gospel reading this morning is from the 13th chapter of Luke, and I encourage you to be reading through the gospel of Luke during Lent. There's a reading guide for you in uh, in a bookmark in the bulletin. But from the 13th chapter and in the Red Bible there, it's on page 849 if you'd like to follow along. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. Jesus said to them, go and tell that fox for me, listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will finish my work. Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day I must be on my way, because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. Beloved people of God, grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As uh, we were looking ahead to Lent and looking over the, the gospel readings for this year's Lent, and we were thinking about what was stirring in people's lives. We came upon this idea of, of hungry. Hungry for hope in the hurt. We look around at the world and we see that there's so much, so much hurt and people so hungry, so hungry for hope. I've found myself hungry, hungry for springtime. Amen? Some of you have driven by this house here in Aberdeen, so overburdened with the blizzard and the snow, and this was before the last blizzard. Overwhelmed with all the snow. And then... The last blizzard came, and this is my neighbor out in front of our house. No, he's not foolish enough to think that he can get through that drift with a shovel. But sometimes, you know? And it's not only here in Aberdeen in northeastern South Dakota, but you go down south a little ways, and the flooding, people evacuated from their homes, And then a few days ago, the news comes about the hurt in Christchurch, New Zealand. Forty-nine people in the midst of prayer gunned down. Hungry, hungry for hope in the hurt. 
in response to the news from Christchurch. Our Bishop Dave Zelmer sent this letter. Dear sisters and brothers, this morning we woke up to the news of more mosque shootings in the world, more lives lost, more hatred spread, more grief, more suffering. As followers of Jesus, we join in the suffering of others. We don't cause the suffering of others. We join in the suffering of others. In 2018, leaders of multiple faith communities stood together for the first time in our state capital, shoulder to shoulder. This was January of 2018. Bishop Zelmer gathered together interfaith leaders from across the state to gather together in the state capital across religious lines to stand shoulder to shoulder. Why? Because our culture has changed to where that is now necessary. Shoulder to shoulder to denounce hatred, bigotry, and violence. In our joint statement that day in the Capitol, we invited all people of conscience to join us in the actions below. I ask today that you continue to do so. And these four things they asked us to do nearly a year and a half ago. To reflect on what will heal divisions in our communities. What will heal divisions? Two, to partner across faith lines. To know one another better. And to address issues of common concerns such as affirming and promoting religious freedom. And third, to tell the positive stories of these multi-faith partnerships publicly. To report this reality to the media and shape public dialogue. There's so much news about conflict. So let's be in partnership and tell those stories of partnership. And then fourth, to denounce hatred, bigotry, violence, and the use of misinformation. The use of misinformation against all people. Wherever we see it, in word, in word or in action. And then in his letter, Bishop Zelmer invited us to, to pray together this prayer from the new, now 10-year-old, 12-year-old Cranberry Lutheran hymnal. I invite you to pray with me. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may move every human heart that the barriers dividing us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, and that with our divisions healed, we might live in justice and peace through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Sometimes people will say to me or to Pastor Raya, Pastor Kevin, other pastors, why do you always have to talk about this stuff in the news? Why do you have to talk about that you know, political stuff? By the way, I'm not trying to be political. I'm trying to just be honest about the realities we live in. Well, 
Pay attention to what's happening in Luke. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. So let's just talk about what's in the Bible. So the Pharisees, the Pharisees, they're, the, they're some of the religious folks who, who are very, very committed in their religious life. And one of the things that they're committed to is making sure that people do things right and clarifying who's in and who's out. And usually they're in opposition to Jesus. But in this particular t- scene, these religious leaders, they come to Jesus and they say, get away from here for Herod wants to kill you. Now, who's Herod? Herod comes from a long line of political leaders who are known for their paranoia and their violence. Who are known to kill people that they don't agree with. And so they're warning Jesus for the danger he's in because of Herod. Interesting. And Jesus said to them, Go and tell that wolf. No. (laughs) Go and tell that fox. And what's a fox? Sly. As I was reading different Bible commentaries, they were saying, a fox is clever, sly, and unprincipled. A fox is all about destruction in the Old Testament. (laughs) So Jesus says, go and tell that fox, listen, I'm casting out demons, performing cures. I'm doing what I need to do. And then he's got this, on the third day, I'll finish my work. And it's like, wow, he's leaning into the third day. And Yet today, tomorrow, and the next day, I must be on my way because it's impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, that city that kills the prophets and stones that are, those that are sent to it. Now in the Bible, the prophets aren't, aren't they're, they're not primarily about predicting the future. The prophets in the Bible are, are most, most known for standing up against corruption and evil and speaking out against it. And what was happening back then is, is Jerusalem had the, had the tradition of if somebody stood up against the corruption, they would be killed, they'd be stoned. And then Jesus says, How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. So your house is left to you. How many of you are sick of winter? How many of you would like to get away somewhere warm? Yeah? Well, a few days, a, a friend and former coworker of mine, Jennifer, she was on vacation somewhere warm, and she was out for a walk, and she saw this funny-looking bird that looked way too plump. 
And as she looked more closely at it, she noticed there were some strange body parts underneath this hen. And she started to take pictures, and all of a sudden, out from under this hen came these chicks. This whole brood of chicks from under this mother hen. Jesus, how often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you, you were not willing. Barbara Brown Taylor, who's an Episcopalian priest and professor, reflecting on this passage a number of years ago, said this, Given the number of animals available, it's curious that Jesus chooses a hen. But a hen is what Jesus chooses, which, if you think about it, is pretty typical of him. He is always turning things upside down so that children and peasants wind up on top while kings and scholars land on the bottom. He's always wrecking our expectations of how things should turn out by giving prizes to losers and paying the last first. So of course he chooses a chicken, which is about as far away from a fox as you can get. That way the options become very clear. You can live by licking your chops, or you can die protecting the chicks. Jesus won't be the king of the jungle in this or any other story. What he will be is a mother hen who stands between the chicks and those who mean to do them harm. She has no fangs, no claws, no rippling muscles. All she has is her willingness to shield her babies with their own body. If the fox wants them, he will have to kill her first. Hungry for hope, in the hurt. As I read this passage and reflect on it in the light of recent events, I think that we are hungry for home. We are hungry for a place of safety. Hungry for a place that we're loved, that we're accepted. Hungry for a place that we're safe and cared for. Hungry for home in the midst of a winter that's just crippling. Hungry for home. Isn't that what those Muslim folks were doing in Christchurch? Go into their spiritual home to pray? Jesus encourages us to love our neighbor. And a while ago we made some, some magnets that simply said, love your neighbor. <laughs> love your neighbor. Be towards those around you one who makes a home, who makes it safe for others. I pulled some of these out and 
put more of them at the, at the Welcome Center. And I encourage you to take that as a reminder. As a reminder of God's call for us. For us to simply love our neighbor. Jesus. The hen. The homemaker. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you are not willing. Beloved people of God, I hope and pray that you will be willing to let Jesus, the mother hen, gather you under his wings. For isn't that what Jesus did? When those hell-bent on violence came after him, didn't he spread out his wings wide on the cross to embrace you with God's grace? Spread out his wings wide on the cross to create an everlasting home for you and for me? We're hungry. Hungry for home. And may you find that home in Jesus. Won't you pray with me? God, as we look around the world, there's so much hurt and heartache. And so we pray for your healing. And God, we pray that you would restrain those who are, who are committed to, to destruction. And that we might just experience that in you we are we are home, we are safe, we are saved. We are accepted and loved. Thank you for that gift. That gift you give us in Jesus. Amen.